How's it going, everybody? Welcome back for this week's episode of Hail to the Pod. I'm here with my co-host, Sam Chang. How's it going, Sam? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, today, we got two special guests, those being Kyle Fashion and Matt Porsche. How are you guys doing? Going on, Sebastian? I'm doing well. How about you, Sebastian? I'm doing all right, you guys. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, so, you too. Moving on, to start today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the legalization of cannabis in the United States. Uh, according to a Gallup poll, um, the results were released in November of 2020. At least two-thirds of Americans support the legalization of marijuana. Uh, I know that in at least 14 states, uh, most notably California, Colorado, and New Jersey, um, uh, marijuana has been legalized, and in New York, Virginia, and Pennsylvania, those are the next three likely candidates to legalize it, according to CNN and the New York Times. But uh, I just want to know uh, what you guys think. Do you think that um, in regards to the social aspect of the issue, that it should be legalized across the country for recreational use, apart from its medicinal purposes? Um, I think I could, I'll, I'll talk about like in New Jersey, like I think when you listen to uh, Murphy and how how long the, the battle has been for um, to actually legalize cannabis, the two there were two main reasons. It was the uh, social justice aspect um, and the disproportionate um, criminal acts of you know black and brown communities, especially and um, you know and the other part of it was the underage aspect of it and those and that's what really took so long in New Jersey. I think that. Um, a lot of the New Jersey citizens, I think it was a two to one vote. Like, well, every, out of two to one uh, New Jersey citizens, um, they supported the bill, but the whole reason it took so long was because of um, the laws uh, for underage um, people. Yeah, and they're actually, uh, they're, they're actually changing that. Uh, they made it, well, I'll talk about that later, but I, I, for, for me, Sebastian, I think that, uh, I think that's a no brainer for, for tax reasons, like tax revenue. Um, it just brings in so much money. Like it's going to be billions and billions of dollars annually in the United States alone. So, I mean, I, I think for tax reasons, it's obvious uh, for social in regards to the social aspect though. Uh, I think it's going to be a bit of a change for, for sure. Um, I think a lot of the times in America, we're just used to, uh, to recreational alcohol. And that's really the only the only recreational uh, mind altering drug that we have legalized. So I think it's definitely going to change for, for a lot of people, but overall, I think, I think it's great because as Kai was saying, like the disproportionate uh, prosecution of of, uh, like minority communities for marijuana related offenses uh, and pretty much all nonviolent drug crimes, it it was just, it it was out of hand. And I think that legalizing uh, marijuana will, will, definitely help in uh, restoring kind of justice to those communities, I'd say. I agree with uh, Forche on those two reasons, uh, taxes and um, social justice. Uh, Initially, I took the stance of uh, like the opposite. I was opposed to legalization of marijuana, like just like some time ago, like a few years ago. But then... um, once this started to like become popular, I read a New York Times article about uh, New Jersey, like some state uh, legalizing marijuana and that 
that one of the reasons why, and this is a big reason, is that black people, minority communities are more like they're disproportionately uh, getting arrested for marijuana possession than uh, white people, although they're, they're committing the same crime. And that uh, since uh, in today's, I guess, climate, I think it's a very good step forward for the mission for like Black Lives Matter for other for these movements to, um, I guess, take a look at our situation and fix the the um, racial problem that we have in America. And I, even though this is like like a small step, it is a step worthy to um, take. And also for the tax reasons, it. The re I'm not I'm I support New Jersey, these states to um support uh, to pass laws to legalize marijuana, but I think those laws only apply to those states. That means like if they are taxing marijuana, it only goes those tax uh, dollars go to the state and not to the entire uh, nation, and that's why I'm very um, adamant about. Uh, the federal government uh, passing a bill to legalize marijuana and taxing it, and I think they passed it in uh, passed it in the House, and now it, it it's in the Senate for a vote. But uh, I know like these bills, like the American Rescue uh, Rescue Plan and all that, uh, they're in the way. But I think we should really um, think about this macroscopically. Uh, nationally and support it on a national level so that's really my take on this yeah, yeah. just to, oh sorry you got go ahead go ahead okay um so just to put you back on the tax part um i think that why new jersey legalization was so important to and it was like such you know an important part of the election uh was that um, that'll really force the tri-state area, you know, New York and Pennsylvania to really step up and try and uh, legalize um cannabis quickly is because it's so easy for people in New York city to just travel to New Jersey, uh, buy some cannabis legally, and then uh, go back to their state. And that's taking tax dollars from their own state. So I think that it's really forcing them, forcing their hand to move on quickly. And uh, because, you know, like I said, Jersey, Jersey's taking their tax dollars, which uh, I, I don't think that the other states would want. Well, uh, we'll get, I see what point you guys are uh, making, but we'll get back to the economy and decriminalization in just a quick second. But apart from those specific issues, um, based on um, an article, according to NBC News, um, we're going to use uh, Colorado as an example here. Uh, Col uh, in Colorado, cannabis was legalized in 2012. And over the past seven to nine years, the hospitalizations have tripled. Uh, most likely as a, uh, mostly as a result of unsafe levels of marijuana consumption through edibles. And on top of that, um, marijuana traffic-related deaths have risen 62% in the state since it was legalized. I know that among many Republican lawmakers, the sentiment that it shouldn't be legalized has been expressed, especially, um, you know, uh, especially by at-the-time Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell back in 2018, but I just want to know, don't you guys think that apart from um, helping with decriminalization in the economy, that it might affect 
uh, the standards of morality in society. And similarly in Colorado, we might see uh, a similar trend in other states if it were to be legalized. I'm taking more of a conservative, conservative stance with this. I, I could take this one. Uh, I mean, I think that, yeah, for sure. When you, when you, I think when you legalize anything that's been illegal for so long, I think people just kind of go crazy with it in a way. Um, I think education is definitely essential. Uh, I, however, I, I, I know this argument's made, it's, it's exhausted, but I would say, I, to that, I would say, uh, what, are the, what are the hospitalization rates for excess alcohol consumption? And what are the death rates for that? And it, I, I'm, as I'm sure you know, uh, you can't over, it's not known. There, there's not been one known death from anyone, a direct overdose on marijuana at this point. Uh, so I, for that reason, I think that marijuana is, it, while we may see some, some bumps in the road here and there with the hospitalizations going up and the, which I was not even aware of uh, before you brought that up, but, and the trafficking, obviously, I think that will go away once we have it legalized at a federal level. And I also think that it's essential to educate the consumer, just like anything else. Um, in your point on the morality, I think that people are going to do what they want, you know, and if if people want to do what they want, I, I say I'm, I'm more of a libertarian esque kind of guy. Uh, if people want to smoke weed, like I, I don't really have a problem with that uh, as a society as a whole. I think the people who are doing it anyway are just going to continue to do it. So I'd rather, rather than put them at risk of possibly losing their job or, or putting them in a criminal position, I think that legalization will, will help with that, especially for the minority communities. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I don't see a real problem with, with the morality aspect of it because I think society changes and I don't, I don't really see any difference from this and the actual, the, from this and alcohol, uh, I know during during prohibition, this was this was another main argument uh, for prohibition it, or for prohibition of alcohol uh, that the more the morality aspect of it and and people didn't want the country because people were drinking to excess a bunch of times and it was just it was people were drink, using it irresponsibly you know and I think that if we educate the the consumers on cannabis, which we definitely can, I mean, this tax revenue, I, uh, the majority of it is going to help people who have cannabis related offenses at the moment and helping minority communities, but it's also going to education programs, underage education programs. So I think that some of the tax revenue that comes in with that will help us educate the public. And I think that those hospitalizations and those irresponsible use cases will, will see a decline. What you're saying is basically um, we should legalize it, but at the same time, we should teach people how to uh, you know, handle this responsibly so that we don't see more issues like this in the future. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's pretty much what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's oh uh, yeah, Sam. Yeah, I just wanted to also add, uh I think this is a very good point a good point, like on like my stance on supporting legalis uh the legalizing marijuana. There's been like I in states and definitely um in other areas where uh cannabis is legalized there's a lot of, um, I guess, cannabis companies that are like, I guess, like uh, growing, manufacturing, selling marijuana. And you could look at that as, again, like 
getting the government getting like tax revenue from them, but also it helps with you could look at it as help, like them helping with employment. Like any other company, uh, they need workers. They uh, hire workers. They pay their workers, and people have jobs. Simply, like, so I guess um, that really helps, uh, like, uh, moving the economy. I guess forward. No, I like not really forward, but help like, like stimulate the economy in another way instead of tax revenue. But I yeah, also sure. want, yeah, and I also want to add. Uh, I don't want to like ignore your argument, Seb, about morality. Um. I am not a full libertarian, but in this case, um, I guess this argument has been like used a lot, but people like in America, the idea of individual freedom is so ingrained in our society and each and every one of us that I guess it's, you could say it's kind of inevitable for people to uh, go against like a law that prohibits individuals, like the government pro- prohibiting individuals from doing something that is considered nonviolent, like smoking marijuana. And also, like that, I want to also add uh, add that smoking marijuana or possessing marijuana is kind of a nonviolent crime. It's not really hurting anyone else. I mean, like. Yeah, a guy could sell marijuana to another person, but that person wanted that marijuana, hence like a sell, like a transaction going on between them. So, yeah, uh, I, yeah, and I, I just want to I just want to add on that. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like and, and, and also, I think that uh, I, I don't think that there is an inherent problem with marijuana itself. I think it's mainly a culture problem. And I think that that is where the morality arises from uh such as like i I, as anything i think anything you could be you could be decadent with anything and irresponsible with anything uh, especially drugs right so whether it be alcohol nicotine caffeine there's all these different substances that even legal like legal substances that if if it's not used properly it's obviously not gonna go end well so i think that there's nothing wrong inherently with marijuana like i said i think it needs to go back to the the culture and uh, the education aspect. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with Forche with, um, you know, his stance of basically, if you want to smoke weed, I guess you could do it. And my problem, my one problem with that is, uh, especially in Jersey, again, is the laws of underage drinking and the use of cannabis. I think they didn't do enough, personally, because I, if I know Forche listens to talk about it, um, they, the, you know, what it is, is I, you want to, if you want to explain the laws real quick. Um, yeah, so I, I actually actually read this read this bill uh, the day after it came out. I heard about it. I read it on NorthJersey.com, and I couldn't believe it. So I like I went on the government website, whatever. It was like a fifty page bill just relating to the underage stuff. Uh, the original laws. So now they're gonna they're, they're saying they're gonna go back and change it, but the original laws were that they they basically reduced the they 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 got rid of all underage drinking citations. And they reduced the penalties uh, for, for, for marijuana and underage drinking. They made it like a three-tier warning system. The first warning, they couldn't even tell your parents. They just told you to stop, which that was the main thing that people had problems with. The parents were, thought it was infringing on their parental rights. Uh, the second time, they give you another warning to tell your parents. The third time, they give you a warning. They 
tell your parents and you either have to pay $50 or serve community service. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but now they're going back on that and there's another bill that's proposed. It's going to go past the governor's desk in the coming days or weeks. I'm not sure the exact time frame, but they're going to reverse that and they're going to make sure that the parents are notified for the first time. And I think they're going to still keep the warning system, but I think it's going to be more of the, the parents are going to, that, that was the main thing people have problems with is how, how dare you let my kid just, just smoke weed and, and drink alcohol. And, and I don't even know about it. So I think that I agree with Kyle. It, it's good that they're going back and changing that. Um, so, so yeah, I, I mean, there, there's obviously problems with that. And that, that, like Kyle said, that was mainly the reason why it took so long to pass. And even now it's going to be years before uh, there's actual retail sales, even though it's legalized right now in New Jersey, it's going to be, I think at least a year until we're going to have dispensaries open and selling, which I think, you know, poses a couple problems. Like it's illegal to buy and sell, but it's, it's legal to consume. Well, that, that is what it's like in decriminalized places. But uh, yeah, I think that they, they didn't really do a good job getting it through quickly, but I, it's better than nothing, I guess. Yeah. And like you said, it's a, it's a cultural thing. And I think, um, you know, I, I think from experience, you guys can say that uh, maybe, you know, one or two people that have struggled with uh, using, using the substance and then, you know, that could lead to other things down the road. So I feel like if we, you know, with the, this is the one problem I really had with it was that um, the kind of culture we're going to have and not just in Jersey, but, you know, across the nation, if it does indeed get passed uh, nationwide, Exactly. And I, you're gonna I, have, yeah. I, Go I think there's a stigma a lot of times with, with people who use uh, any given substance, but marijuana in particular, like the, the stereotype is, oh, the lazy stoner just sits all day, around all day and do nothing. But then you listen to really successful people uh, like I, Elon Musk took a took a uh, took a puff of a uh, joint on the Joe Rogan podcast. But other people like like Barack Obama, he said that when he was a kid, he used it. And you can see that it it made him or it it didn't make him successful but he became successful despite of that so i think there is a big stigma surrounding the substance itself uh whether it be stigma of those who use it or or whatever and i think that legalization will kind of help get through that barrier and i think that, that that's important um yeah so no you guys are right i think Realistically, I think uh, primarily that um, the issue is also coming from, I guess you could say, an older generation who is not really also very willing or accepting of change. But, you know, I think you guys do bring up a good point. It's also a matter of control and how the government also handles legalizing it and, you know, also making sure that, um, you know, certain age groups don't have easy access to it. Uh, before we move on to decriminalization, Sam, is there anything else you want to add? Um, I guess I was just thinking right now of a grand like mediator, like of, like there's like so much opposition. There's like on both sides, like what we have right now, like you have a conservative stance and you just brought up, um, uh, we brought up like educating the kids. And I think if we if we if we are to legalize can cannabis i think it's like sensible to have this education program or 
add this thing in our schools uh, uh but like this program for like teaching our kids the effects of marijuana and uh how much like what's like the borderline of consuming marijuana and i think one thing i think uh this applies to my stance on education as, as a whole that this should be uh enforced by the federal government because i i because i think that if we left it uh, left it to individual states not that i don't trust all of the states but i think each state would have like a different level of edu like um like education different level of enforcement and i just want to make sure that like all states as a whole have this like great education program where all kids are like sufficiently taught about marijuana the plant the effects and all that so exactly think, yeah and i think it's been way too long uh in our in our society where i mean i'm sure you guys have had the same thing where we grew up and we're told all drugs are bad and we we're just told we're not educated on the effects of each one and it's just kind of it's kind of just a blanket statement all drugs are bad don't touch drugs and while that is true like it's it's never a good idea in my opinion for you to be consuming a substance that alters your brain i mean the people a lot of people like to do it they like to take a take their guilty pleasures uh and like i said that's fine that's the american way in my opinion um uh, but i think that a lot of kids when they're growing up uh they're, they're taught to stay away from all this and then they learn that you know, oh, well, they, they kind of they kind of were lying about this, this marijuana stuff. It's, it's not as bad as they said it was. And then I think that they kind of lose trust in the entire system itself. And they don't really trust authority anymore. And they don't really trust anyone who's, who's going to them who's saying, hey, like, this is bad. Like, actually, don't do these drugs. The like, marijuana is different. Like, they weren't taught that. And I don't think we were taught that as, as kids. So I think it's important to educate the kids, to educate them, because there are real risks, right? I mean, obviously for underage people especially using marijuana it's lead you uh, there's been studies done underage marijuana use definitely leads to a decrease in brain development slows down it's not it's not good for the developing brain whatsoever um and i think that needs to be said because there are legitimate arguments for why it should not be used by by underage people uh and i think those need to be brought out but i think we need to like have a conversation with the kids and be honest you know just not don't just say all drugs are bad and that's why like the, don't just say all drugs are bad because they're bad. You know, I think there definitely needs to be education about why certain substances are bad uh, and, and exactly what will happen if you and be honest, you know, I, I don't think that, I, I don't think that we should really use the scare tactic anymore. I, I think we need to have a conversation and just show them the studies and the facts and, and have a, you know, have a conversation and make sure that they understand. And, and a lot of the tax funding, I, I, I've, I don't have the, the breakdown uh, on me, but I remember looking at like a pie chart of sorts and a good portion, I think it was like five or 10% of the tax revenue was, was allotted to underage education programs. So I, I think that's definitely important. Yeah. No, yeah, that's fair. That, that works. Yeah, that would overall uh, be beneficial. Yeah, as I said, I just want to like 
from what we have just said, did we like change your position or do you at least understand where we're coming from? Well, my stance primarily, uh, my stance primarily for the most part, my own personal convictions and my own personal values haven't changed, but at the very least I can say, um, you know, it's obviously another person's choice. You know, that's why I guess you can say in a sense, many people do refer to the United States as the land of the free because you are free to, you know, make your own choices and, you know, more or less choose what you perceive to be morally right and morally wrong. So in a sense, I guess you could say I changed my stance a bit, not for, you know, my own personal reasons, but I guess you could say overall then, um, overall, I feel, uh, you know, I guess it doesn't really matter to me um, what other people do because it's their choice, not mine. Um, moving on to decriminalization. I know we were just talking about that a little while ago. Um, so I think this has like a few benefits as we were talking about before as uh, you know, Porsche brought up with the economy and how it would also help a lot of, um, I guess you could say in a sense, marginalized and um, excluded communities um, who have also, you know, been wrongly convicted or have been given unnecessary prison sentences for carrying small amounts of marijuana on them. For example, in 2010, a man named Bernard Noble was sentenced to 13 years in prison for having a small amount of marijuana in his possession. And another man had a several pound block of marijuana on him in 1993, and he was given life without parole. And the Bureau of Justice Statistics in the United States, um, as of 2020, says that at least tens of billions of dollars annually are, are being used to fund mass incarceration in the prison system. So. Um, do you guys think overall that people who are placed in jail for an excessive amount of time on minor drug charges should be free, have their records cleared, and at least provi be provided with some sort of monetary compensation? Um, I definitely agree so that you know, I think they should be released and um, the whatever taking off their criminal record. Um, monetary composition, uh, I really don't know if that's like the right approach. And I think, um, you know, they were talking about in uh, where the tax money is actually gonna go to um, for marijuana. And I, they said that it was gonna go to education of under, like under, underdeveloped communities, such as these black and brown communities that have so much trouble um, trying to fight their way out because, you know, underground drug dealing, the, the reason why it happens so much is because they're trying to make it out of the community. and for the tax money to go to these communities for education and just to be able to uh, decriminalize this drug. I think it's important for these communities um, in particular. Yeah. And not only that, but like Sam was saying before, when we were on the legalization topic a little while ago, uh, when you legalize it and you open up these opportunities for, for these businesses to start like these grow houses and et cetera, et cetera, you get, you give these people who were considered criminals by society for so long and the, these people who, who were criminals and, and they, they were selling marijuana and possibly other drugs, but marijuana illegally, and they're making a living off of it. I think it gives them a real opportunity to come back into society in a legit way. Uh, I, I remember watching, watching a YouTube video about this company out in California, 
and they were they were doing it illegally for the longest time. And then once it once it became legal, uh, they they went all legit. They they did all they got all the paperwork together. Then now and now they're totally legit businessmen. They're running they're running their own business. They're doing pretty well for themselves. And I think that really is is really beneficial because you have these people who are looked at by re- upon society as rejects. They're criminals. They're hiding from the law, and by opening up this door for them and giving them this this thing that they already do pretty well, if, if they're if they're doing it for 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 the living, and they they were criminals like a couple months ago, they'd be criminals in New Jersey, and now they could be potential businessmen applying for licenses and all this. So I think it definitely helps with that uh, the legalization part of it. But I also just want to touch on like the decriminalization versus legalization. Cause I think a lot of times people just assume they're the same thing. Um, so I think I'm from what, from my understanding, like decriminalization is, is basically the, the, the supply of the, of the substance of whatever is being decriminalized. I know in Oregon, they pretty much decriminalize all drugs, which I don't really, I don't really agree with personally, but they decriminalizing makes it legal for the user to use. Uh, but the the tr- the transport and the manufacturing and the trafficking is still illegal. Uh, so it basically makes it so that the user themselves doesn't really face any serious law- legal penalties. So they really won't be thrown in jail or, or, or prison for for these small time drug charges. Like Sebastian was talking about, was insane. That's insane. Like thirteen years for for a small amount of marijuana that that is legal now. They, I mean. That's, in my opinion, that's just unacceptable. That's just showing our legal system's faults, even though it's still the best in the world. It, it's we definitely have a lot of work to do. Um, but yeah, so and legalization as com- as compared to decriminalization would be the legalization of the business supply chain uh, and making it so that the the manufacturing and distribution of it, every bit of that way, is taxed and also it, it's not it's not illegal. So. Mainly, I think when you have decriminalization, you're still getting uh, the the marijuana from illicit sources, whether it be drug cartels in Mexico or, or whatever the fa- or whatever it be. I don't I don't really think that that does much. Well, obviously, it helps all the users uh, who who've been using. The, the, it takes away the the possibility of 13 years, but I, I think that or or life without parole. Uh, I, I think that the the legalization is really the way to go here because when you decriminalize something, it's, it's legal for the person to use, or it might not be legal, but it's the lowest priority for the police department to use, but you're still supporting in an indirect way, the, the violence and the, and the war and the, and the crime and the awful things that come with a illegal supply chain. So I, I just wanted to touch on that for a bit. Yeah. You bring up a really good point because um, I think when you also look at it from a, when it, when you look at it from a standpoint where a lot of these people who were arrested on these charges also had, you know, families. They had, you know, they had jobs and they had at least maybe like maybe two or three ounces ounces of this stuff on them, and then their entire lives just were ruined. You know, it's a it's a, it's a pretty big that's a pretty big problem. Um, also, I think one of the benefits of this also is that, and tell me if, uh, tell me what you guys think about this. I think one of the other benefits of this as well is that you could also, in a sense, reduce the size of the 
prison system because once you are also setting a lot of these people free who you know maybe for petty drug charges like this were you know arrested and given so many um, unnecessary years in jail um, you can also cut back on the expenditures for the prison system and you can also allocate um, all of that extra money in those funds that you could also be getting from these marijuana sales for constructive government programs and drug rehabilitation and other domestic projects. I mean, uh, yeah, go ahead, Sam. Yeah, I mean, I think it's simple, really. Uh, I think that benefit is really like crucial based on like as a whole, it, like cleaning our prison system like uh, having, um, I guess, the prisons pay less or the government pay, pay less since like um, all the criminals who have uh, for, who possess like marijuana are like being set free. We have more money to, for other programs, for not just other programs, but other like money to address issues, other like, uh, unbelievably in like important issues that we have currently and i just like to put it bluntly that's just like a another good good reason why like i support uh i guess uh legalization of marijuana but yeah all right no i I think it's i think it's also important to recognize uh like how in my opinion, broken the prison system is. I mean, we you, most prisons are private prisons. They're contracted out, uh, and they're a business. You know, they're profiting off of prisoners. These private for-profit prisons, they get money from the state or whoever runs the prison, and they for every prison that prisoner that's in there, they profit. They they feed them horribly. They they feed them for, for a couple dollars a day at the max. And they make it so that it's, it's a business, right? And I think that that serves problems in many ways. I don't think that that should be how our prison systems are run because it, it just serves – it's a conflict of interest, you know? Like, like I, I'm, I don't know this for sure, but in my – logically, they would be the ones petitioning and lobbying for – against the legalization of cannabis. And I think you, you get a lot of times, like, groups like these who profit off of uh, the illicit – cannabis uh the, the the cannabis charges you know and, and i think that's just that's just wrong i don't think our prison system should be for profit and i think that that is really at the core of a lot of different problems uh but i i just wanted to uh to, to touch on that bring awareness to that and just just to say that the, the prison system like there, there's a reason why there's so many people uh in these prisons and i think that that's a part of it yeah, and I think the one flaw with some of the um, the laws that we have right now is that basically the police have been, been they're basically now trained to turn a blind eye to these minor drug drug offenses, and I think that that does cause a huge problem, especially in um, underground or black market per se um, cannabis distribution, and I think that's going to be a huge problem. But we might see uh, because. Um, it's unregulated uh, marijuana sales is going to cause a lot of health problems in terms of uh, what's in these products, what uh, potential um, drawback can these have for the user. 
And um, I think that's the one of the big parts of it is although yes, these I I truly believe that they shouldn't be uh, these minor drug offenses shouldn't be charged to these people. I, I think the, the, the huge problem that we're going to have now is uh, black market or underground sales. Cause kind of like, uh, you know, I, I know Forche brought up prohibition uh, from years back is that basically when that happened, uh, you know, you saw a lot of moonshine sales and um, things like that, where people were going to, they're going to use a substance regardless. I, I think that's really what um, the fact of the matter is. It's just that now we have to find a way to minimize that now that it is legal. And we have to, we do have to enforce laws, I think, personally, uh, against uh, black market drugs or black market marijuana sales. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I think that a lot of the problem, with, especially in legal states still, is that they, it's very difficult to start a business. And there's only a limited number of licenses and a limited number. And it's a very hard process. So I think as legalization gets bigger, uh, it'll be it'll make it easier for businesses to go legit. And to make themselves legal as legalization, which I think is inevitable, uh, continues throughout uh, the, the the entire process. And just to just to touch on what you said about the people using the substance are going to be using the substance anyway. Uh, there's a study uh, in the Chicago Tribune. There, it was published in 2019, but it was uh, it, I, I'm looking at it right now. It's it, the it, it was legalized retail sales started in 2014. In 2014, 13.6% of the of people reported adult use reported using marijuana. In 20 uh, in 2014, 13.6% in the last 30 days. Uh, in 2017, it went up to only 15.5%. So while that is that is a sizable increase, I think that for the most part, people are still going to be using the substance regardless. And just to touch back on the the moral aspect, like I feel like for the most part, people who are currently using the substance are going to continue using the substance. So I don't think it'll be that big of a social change. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's fair. I think you're right about that because, you know, as you brought up before you guys have brought up with the uh, prohibition and, you know, the use of alcohol, it doesn't really matter because um, people are going to be using the substance regardless for it, um, even if it's legal or not, but that takes us into our last topic, as we've been bringing up um, about uh, the economy. So, you know, when I think, I don't remember when specifically, but I believe it was after World Wars One or Two, during the Great Depression, I believe the government repealed um, the amendment that did, um, they repealed the amendment that enacted prohibition because they saw alcohol as a, you know, as a taxable product. Uh, I could, and I think as you guys know, as Forche brought up before, the marijuana industry is, you know, easily a billion dollar industry. It's projected to make at least uh, $4 billion by 2022. Um, so what do you guys think about that? Do you guys think, I, I know for a fact that in 2020, um, there were at least 70,000 jobs created um, as a result of, um, you know, manufacturing and other things like that. But I just want to know what you guys think. How do you guys feel about this and how it would affect the economy? I just wanted to say, I'll, I'll let them, I'll, I'll let uh, Kyle and Sam uh, answer this one first. But I just wanted to say that uh, I, I saw a figure and it was projected 40, 40 billion by 2025. So I think... I think what you're being referred to might just be uh, one state, 
but it, it's definitely regardless 4 billion 40 billion it, it it's definitely a big industry so salmon kyle what do you think yeah i mean i really think the biggest pro of legalization is the economy i, I think it's like Porsche said it's a no-brainer it creates jobs brings in tax money and i think that uh, if you know, as long as that happens, I think that's one of the uh, that's one of the main reasons why uh, it should it should have been legalized. Um, you know, it should be legalized nationwide because, um, like I said, it, it's a no brainer, and um, you know, the tax money that can be brought in can help these like uh, in Jersey uh, the un- underdeveloped communities. Yeah. Um, well, I just want to also clarify that I I guess like by now, like the listeners like everyone here knows like what we said we don't i guess i could speak for both kyle and matt we don't support legalization of marijuana because well we're not well because we're potheads like i see for me personally i see this as helping people and I know we mentioned we support the capitalistic part of the argument for cannabis legalization. And I think there are some people out there who think, oh, they're just, uh, they support this capitalistic appro- uh, like uh, part of the argument. So they only care about like people getting richer uh, by like selling marijuana. But like, I see this as I mentioned, we mentioned this before as helping people these companies while like these individuals make these companies like manufacturing, selling marijuana, they're providing jobs to people. They're helping people who have been arrested for like 13 years, which is like, like a, like atrociously, like surprising, like 13 years for like possessing the small amount of marijuana, like people's lives ruined. They could get jobs. They could have their lives uh, start over they could build on top of that by like, you know, having normal lives and also helping minority communities um, uh, not getting arrested, uh, not uh, going to these like overcrowded prisons. And that's really like how I view it. And I think that's what how Matthew and Kyle view this as just helping people and not like uh, helping people and um, like supporting cannabis legalization to be like, I guess, um, you know, helping other people, not just for like personal gain, whether it would be like, um, creating companies for, to get like money or like using marijuana. And I just want to like clarify that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that is a whole thing. You know, I, I think I view it as a win, 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 you know, scenario. I mean, in my opinion, nobody really, loses here it it's a good scenario for everybody uh sebastian did bring up the moral aspects and of course if if there's a lot of people who, who don't really like the fact that this drug that has been legal for illegal for so long is now being legalized and maybe they have a stigma against it and you know what that that's their that's their opinion that's fine um i and i think that's really the only negative aspect and that in the the hospital deaths and or not the hospital deaths of hospitalizations the um and the trafficking charges but i think the trafficking charge will go away once it's uh, legal at a federal level so i think it's just growing pains in my opinion but yeah those are the really the only things and i think that can all be solved by education uh but other than that i mean 
really it, it's it's a win 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 you know like i i just i i have some sympathy for for the guy who's been a criminal for for so long he's been looked at as a criminal by society and maybe he doesn't really have any doesn't really have any skills you know and maybe he he sells drugs to get by for his family you know and and maybe he whatever he runs his own operation you know like someone like that who could be facing serious serious jail time for something that is legal in other states uh i think legalization helps that person become legit and and get back into society in a legitimate way in a way that hasn't really been seen before and i think that the legalization of marijuana will really really help these uh, these underdeveloped communities uh who see high use high use rates of marijuana and we see high high arrest rates, and also the police department. They, they don't have to worry about this anymore. Uh, it, it's been obviously quite a priority for, for the police uh, arresting people for for these small drug prior, for these small drug charges and and sentencing them to ridiculous sentences. I, I mean, it, it's gonna it's gonna allow the police to focus on more important things, uh, and I think that's always good. And then obviously the government, you know, like this tax revenue right now, it's going to to getting people out who have been jailed because of possession charges. Uh, and it's also going to the underdeveloped communities. But I think it has be- bigger potential than that. I think it has potential to, to fund a lot of other programs for, for these underdeveloped communities, for possibly, I don't know, education. It, there's, the possibilities are endless. You know, money is money at the end of the day. And I feel like the taxation part of it is, is really what solidifies the, the entire thing. Like there's, in my opinion, there's no one losing because of, because of the legalization. I, I think that it's just a win, a win all the way around. And as Sebastian said, 70,000 uh, new jobs created as a result of the legalization. That is, that is amazing, you know? And I think that, all these people who, like I said, have been rejects by society, have been resulting to illegal, illegal activities to just get by. I think now that they're, they're going to be able to, to have a legitimate job, have a legitimate business and, and get back into society. And I think that's always great. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I see nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, yeah, that's understandable. I think Overall, this is probably going to be uh, very good for the country as a whole moving forward. Uh, this is an issue that is probably going to uh, persist over the next couple of years, but I think the nation is slowly making more and more progress towards legalizing marijuana. And overall, I think this is probably going to be uh, beneficial also economically and just for um, other people as well across the country as a whole. But uh, yeah. yeah, thanks for coming on, you guys. I know that this is an issue that we can revisit down the uh, down the road. But it was uh, it was nice having you guys on. Thanks for coming on today. Yeah, it was great to be on. Thanks, Sebastian. Thanks, thanks, Sam. Yeah, and thank you guys fun. for having us on. Glad we could uh, glad we could have this. Yeah, yeah I just um, I just want uh, like. Yeah. Um, the reason why I wanted like to have this is because like, I guess for any other podcast, I just want like the listeners to like, um, to listen to mainly the, what the guests have to say, what you, what Kyle, what you guys like Kyle and Matt, Matt have to say about this, because 
this is like a hot topic issue right now. And I, I just want to like all listeners, no matter who you are, to at least like gain something out of this to learn um, our different perspectives. And I know it's like a three to one because like Seb, you're taking a conservative stance while like the rest of us are taking a more liberal stance. But um, yeah, that's why I, I just want to like, uh, I know like cannabis is really like a very sensitive issue. Like I know like amongst us, like we're like 16, 17, like high schoolers. But like inevitably, I just want like this conversation to like, like that's why I want, I wanted this conversation because um, I just want like people to um, know the different perspectives and to learn from this. And since like young people are getting more into politics, you know, like this is like an obvious topic to talk about. So like, I, I appreciate you Kyle and Matt for uh, taking uh, time out of your schedules to like join us. I really appreciate it. And I know like Seb does too. So I thank you guys. All right. Thank you as well. Yeah, we really, uh, really appreciate it. Thanks again, guys, for coming on. And uh, yeah, I hope all of you listeners out there enjoyed listening to us today. And this is Tale to the Pod, and we'll see you next week, maybe. See you.